The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, here we go. Voluntary reaction, a terribly, terribly, terribly disappointing loss today as Tennessee's long home win streak comes to an end. Uh, Just an inexcusable loss to a Kentucky team that is reeling, but a slap of reality in the face to a Tennessee team that clearly was not on its A game tonight at Thompson Bowling Arena. Vols lose by 7, 63-56 to is your final on a day when Kentucky just came in here and slapped Tennessee in the face. I mean, let's call it what it is. They out-rebounded Tennessee by 20 today, 43-23. to To me, that stat, that uh, more so than anything else, tells the tale of the tape. Um, Tennessee just did not want it as much as Kentucky. And for Kentucky, I mean, you, you have to give them credit. It's, we, they, they're a talented team, man. They've got good players. They've got the best player in the country in Toshibwe. They have a lottery pick in Case and Wallace. And this is the way they could have been and should have been playing all season long. Uh, that kind of has to piss you off, I guess, if you're a Kentucky fan. But it is what it is. And is this a turning point for them? I don't know. Is it a turning point for Tennessee? We'll find out but just an absolutely devastating loss on a day when Chris Lofton sees his jersey number go up into the Thompson Bowling uh, Arena rafters. Uh, Just an absolute gut punch. we get some quick thoughts from Bear and Davey, and then we will get your phone calls in here. uh, Bear, what do you got? I just gutted, man. Uh, Our missed layups. uh, Oh. Thoroughly unimpressed with our guard play today. Um, I mean, it, 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 you know, the Pat Adams special. Uh, where, where, where to start? Um, but you know, just a shitty effort, shitty performance, and a terrible afternoon. So, it, just where do we go from here? We need to regroup and refocus and get back on track. Yeah. But got it, and I'm just. I mean, we, we talked about it all week long, man. Everybody's way overconfident. Those major South Carolina football game vibes, and that is exactly what happened with freaking Allen Houston and Candace Parker looking on. Uh, man, just. <laughs> man, you go down the list of who all was there today. But B Maze. Well, think about uh, this. Think about this, Bear. If freaking Urosh doesn't show up. And drop 19, we get run today by Kentucky. Oh, hey, Russ, if you had told me yesterday afternoon on the show that Euros was dropping 19 today, I would have said we're winning by 25. I mean, I had- look, look, you know, look look at the guys, and I, I hate to call guys out, but it has to be done. Vescovy, 4 of 13 from the field. Olivia Camwa was a non-factor. He took three shots. He had two points. Um, it's like uh, he only played 14 minutes. I, I don't know what's going on with him since the South Carolina game. Teams have z- zeroed in on him, and and he's not handling it well. Ziegler, 3 of 12 uh, today, 6 points, completely outplayed by the freshman as they moved Cason Wallace to uh, point guard, and he absolutely just ate Ziegler's lunch. You mentioned the missed free throws. 
Uh, just missed layups. Uh, Josiah, two of eight from the field. That missed the layup when it was a four-point game was a killer. Davey Hudson, your thoughts? Yeah, it's hard to add much to, to what has already been said. Obviously, it was incredibly frustrating to watch, especially how things went down the stretch. But, I mean, it was one of those games where things were going Kentucky's way and they weren't going yours. When you look at a team that shoots 66% from the free throw line on the season, come in and shoot 88%, 22 of 25 from the field. Uh, Tennessee, um, you just had, I think, five missed layups that I could have made. Um, and that's saying something nowadays. So w- when you factor that into it, I'm by no means out on this team, but you just let one slip and it's probably going to hurt you whenever it comes time for seeding. Um, and it could be the difference between a two seed and the three seed. And we, we've seen how that's impacted us in the past, but yeah, not, not a great day for Rick Barnes and company. And hopefully they figure out a way to get over and, and, and learn from this because there's a lot they can check on the tape to where it was just, they just, they came out and they played well for the first four minutes. And then it was kind of a struggle after that. And that's becoming a theme, Davey. That's like the third or fourth gap time in a row that we have come out and absolutely dominated the first four minutes of the game. They go to that first TV timeout and it's like clockwork. Now we go to sleep after that first four minute period. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you look at it, the, I think you started off with Mississippi State, tweeted out earlier, you were up 16 to nothing, follow that up with South Carolina up eight to nothing, then Vanderbilt up seven to nothing, then I think up eight to nothing again today. But it's I don't I don't know. You you have those droughts that we've we've seen from the past several years where after that first time out, I think it was five minutes without scoring. And there were too many times I think they should have continued to try to go into Euros and they just didn't. Uh I mean he had two misses and I think both of those uh, could have been called a foul, but for a guy that was as hot as he was, and we just didn't do enough to, to get him involved even more. That, after, and, after and, and Davey, how they were playing him, like they, it, it appeared to me that they weren't going to let us beat, him, beat them with the three. They weren't doubling down on Euros. Why not keep just forcing it down to him? And I mean, we'll take two every time down the foot. If you don't want to, if you want to leave somebody one on one with Euros and just let him lay the ball up every time down the floor, why not keep doing that? He was the only person that was hitting layups today. And he does better whenever he has somebody that wants to play just as physical against him. And we, we saw today, and I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better performance from him. So it's just, it's frustrating that that game's going to end in a loss for him. No doubt. Let's get to it here. When we come to you, be sure to turn your mic on and let it rip. Anthony is up first today. What's up, Anthony? Hey, guys. Hey, man. Man, what a terrible game. What a terrible way to start this Saturday. It kind of ruins the NFL games now. Try to regroup. Yeah. Yeah. Man, just like, kind of sitting here and the realization hits me now that there's a really good chance we're going to lose to Kentucky twice this year. Terrible. I don't know about I, that. I mean, we'll see. It's like, uh, I, I think that we took those guys. We've, we've gotten to the point where we overlook Kentucky. I mean, God. that's, that's, that's in a way a good thing. I mean, it says a good thing about your program, but it, you know, you can't overlook Kentucky, man. I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> well, man, Bear was exactly right. I, I was thinking, screaming the same thing. I mean, normally I can't get URLs out of the game fast enough, but today it just felt like 
just go. We could we we were killing them on the inside. I feel like we could have we could have pressed that advantage a lot more. Um, I don't know. I, I felt pretty bad about it at halftime because I was sitting there trying to think, and maybe y'all guys can help me with this. When was the last time we had a come from behind victory? Like when we were down seven or eight points and came back and won. I, mean, I know we were down two at halftime to, against Vanderbilt, but I can't remember there any any come from behind victories this year, and I can't remember I, any last year either. I think we were down to Ole Miss early this year and came back and beat them. Early, yeah. I, I just can't remember a time where we were down seven or eight points in the at halftime or second half and and come from behind and made the victory. It just seems like this team's not built for a for getting down by eight points or eight. We were down points. six at the half to Ole Miss and came back and won. Okay. Well, this is a little bit different, man. The the vibe around that game is not nearly as intense. And this is, you're going to be in these kind of games in March. And I think it's a good point. Like uh, it's, it's kind of worrisome. You know, we had Justin Ganey, Tennessee's lead assistant on our show this week. And I was telling him, you know, it, it kind of jumps out that this team doesn't really have a go-to guy on it and that's mm-hmm. not meant as a criticism it's just you know who who are you going to when the game's online you going to triple j you going to bescovy ziegler camwa like it could be any one of those guys and today nobody really stepped into that role nobody it, it looked like bescovy and, and triple j were trying to but they you know bescovy misses the front end of a one and one in crunch time mm-hmm. the triple j missed layup was absolutely killer and just like nobody's asserting themselves. And I think that's something that's going to have to happen here down the stretch if Tennessee's going to have a nice run in March. We've also, uh, you know, what reared its head today is the guy picked up on his fourth foul with nine minutes to go. Uh-huh. And uh, the point guard situation, I've been kind of banging that drum all year. I'm telling you, we got to look at what it's like today because even he put him back in, he finished out the game. But Ziegler playing with sitting on four fouls with, you know, that ref crew, that's not the same Ziegler we see. He can't play the way he normally plays. And when he's out of the game, you know, we just, oh, God. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Up. We need to get that freshman look. Yeah, I don't know what was up with Ziegler. I mean, there were a couple times, you know, they played Case and Wallace at point a lot. And, like, that was just a physical mismatch, man. I mean, it kind of – and. You know, there aren't many guys out there that much bigger and stronger than him, but he struggled at times against – Wallace didn't have a great game, but, I mean, Ziegler, Ziegler just had problems. And keep in mind, this is a Kentucky team that's playing without their starting point guard today. Severe Wheeler, the leading assist man in the SEC, did not play. So you want to talk about add insult to injury, and I'm sure the Kentucky fans are thinking, God, maybe we're better without Wheeler out there, but – that's what I text my buddy during the game. I think that's almost like addition by subtraction. It well, this is what Kentucky. the Kentucky fans have wanted was this lineup we saw today. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it felt like he was giving Ziegler a hard time, but then when you go back and look at it, how many great shots did, you know, did Ziegler just miss? Just The bounces weren't going our way. That, that breakaway layup, man, he didn't even hit the rim. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he knew off the backboard. It's, it's got to be hard. I, I mean, I, I cut him some slack for that play. I mean, the other plays yeah. are he missed some layups he usually makes, but on that play, when you're five foot eight or whatever, and you, you know, you've got six, nine guys on your back, like that's such a hard layup to make anyway when you're running full speed. Um, I mean, that's, that's tough. The, the killer was Triple J getting called over the back on the rebound. 
God, when there was a 50-50 call tonight, it went it went a certain way, didn't it? Well, and what about the – there was one point where we have a two-point lead. Uh, we get the steel crowds into the game. We've got a four-on-two. Vescovy's got it. He pulls up for the three, which, okay, man, like no if problem he makes it, it – No problem If he it. makes it, it might be game over at that point. We might be yep. fixing to run them, but – Man, in, in hindsight, I bet you wishes. I bet you he wishes he drove that or passed it. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. He's done that before this year and nailed yeah. it. It just felt like a chance to cut their throat. But I think Phillips is the. I mean, Phillips is going to have to be the guy. Like you were talking, we don't have a go-to guy. He's our most athletic, highest upside guy. He's just going to have to. He's going to have to be able to get to the basket and, and rise up and make some baskets. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, the moment looked. Too big for Julian Phillips today. Tyreek Key really didn't do much, I didn't think. Um, Mayshack did not have an impact. Oh, um, Adu looks terrible, just cannot guard. He, I mean, like, uh, God, whenever Adu shot, whenever he let that, whenever he let Sheway go right she by just him, him. Yeah, he, he came he, down and shot, shot that three. I didn't think he was going to get back yeah, in the he, game. I didn't know if Barnes was nah, going to put he, him back he in. He can't guard Sheway. Anthony, appreciate it, my man. Anything else? All right, man. No, uh, thank it. you. Let's uh, get some other folks in here. Steven is up next on the Voluntary Reaction post-game show. What's up, Steven? Even Steven, you there? Steven. Steven going once. Steven going twice. Getting the wheel. All right, Steven. Sorry, bud. You got the wheel of death. Try back here. Let's go to Glenn next. What's up, Glenn? Turn your mic on, buddy. Glenn, are you there? Glenn going once. Glenn going twice. Says he's there. Speak, Glenn. Speak, damn you. All right. Uh, let's try this again. Third time's the charm, hey? Grown-up Bobby Hill is next. What's up, grown-up Bobby Hill? How's it going, fellas? Hey, man. Well, that's pretty crummy. Well, yeah. <laughs> you'll have that on your big jobs. Uh, can we talk about Calipari basically uh, molesting the sideline reporter? That was a little awkward. Uh, the yeah. worst that- you know, Bruce Pearl did it, I guess, at um, Memphis back in 2008 with Aaron Andrews. It was a little uncomfortable, a little awkward. Um, Cal, you don't put your hands on a woman. What are you doing, Cal? You're a married man. It's weird as shit. Uh, I, I, I thought, we, I, I, I thought I knew. I was like, we're coming back, we're coming back. And you went down and missed the damn, I mean, when you're down by, what was it, four, and you shoot a, effing layup with 19 seconds left to go and you miss it what the hell are we doing i mean we just so many missed layups i mean if you have if ziegler makes two of his missed layups triple j makes that missed one right there at the end i mean you're still missing four or five others there but you probably win the game if you make those yeah well if we'd have made our free throws we'd probably win the game I mean, well, hell, how many free throws did we have? I mean, it was only we seven or ten. I mean, all we needed was five, though. <laughs> we were seven of ten. They were twenty-two of twenty-five. That's that's nice that the rupperies decided to make the trip down south. I hope they enjoyed their stay. 
patronize some of our local establishments this evening. Please bring a little money into Knoxville. That, that's good. Yeah, I just, it, it just, uh, I, I mean, it, it was a don't, it, it was a good game. I mean, I, I, of course, I knew going into it, I was like, we're gonna get Kentucky's best shot to be the best game they played all year. I looked at my wife at halftime, and it was we were in the thirties, and I was like, this is the lowest scoring game that I think these two teams have ever played. <laughs> Probably the most disappointing regular season home loss since um, Penny and Memphis came in here and won two years ago. Yeah, you're probably right. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's – but it's basketball, and we'll get a chance to bounce back. We get them guys again. We get to go up to Rupp, and hopefully we'll house them up there. But, I mean, you know, I'm I'm disappointed, but I, I'm not completely heartbroken about it. I mean, we're we're a good team. We just – we they were on, and we were, we were just off today. We couldn't do anything offensively. I mean, like, like – like Bear said, I mean, if, if you told me going in, Euros was going to be our highest score of the game, I'd have kissed your ass. I mean, I just it, that blows my mind. I mean, that, that dude, he was lights out just down at the bottom. I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say. It, it was a humbling game. I mean, this is one, though, like, Kentucky loses this to where things could go. I mean, there's a chance they don't make the tournament. Like, that that's how they were trending. So that's, that's where I think a lot of the frustration comes with Vols fans right now is just you played a team that you're much better than, but you just didn't show up. Well, outside of one player, and you, you got beat. And uh, hopefully, it's one of those situations where you realize, like, hey, we kind of came in a little cocky, and it ultimately hurt us in the end. So if they can get going, and again, back to the point guard situation, it's we don't have a backup point guard, and if Ziegler plays like that, you're you're screwed at that position. So I don't. I don't know what the plan is. If he's at, if he has a bad night, I guess it's just lose. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But I, I don't feel like, like, I mean, it feels like, I mean, nobody showed up. I mean, like, and I don't, I, I don't want to say like, I don't feel like they weren't trying because I think they were trying. It's just like, just shots weren't falling. I mean, they were going for the rebounds. They weren't getting them. I mean, it just, it was, it was, it was a very frustrating game to watch. No doubt about it. Anything else growing up, Bobby Hill? Nah, I'm good, brother, man. Y'all have a good day. I appreciate you. Uh, quick word. I see a lot of Kentucky fans in here. Welcome. Congratulations on winning your Super Bowl uh, this afternoon. That win is going to look great on your NIT resume. Um, I, but please, first of all, we're not coming to you to speak. Uh, you're welcome to request. I, I love you all. But you're welcome to listen. For a couple of minutes, just a couple of minutes, though, because after that, I need you to do something. We need you to do something down here in the civilized world. I'm on my phone right now. I've got the heater going. It's nice and warm here in Stately Smith Manor. So you're welcome to listen for just a few minutes, Kentucky fans. But after that, you have to get back in that coal mine. Get back in that coal mine, Kentucky fan. We need power down here in East Tennessee. Put down your Mountain Dew, get your hard hat on, get your metal lunch pail, and get in that damn coal mine. Get that electricity going for those of us here in East Tennessee. Get out of your trailer, kiss your your sweaty mama in her moo-moo goodbye, and get in that coal mine, Kentucky fan. We need electricity down here. These are smartphones. 
our big screen TVs, our gas stoves, they're not, they're not going to power themselves. I don't know where the gas comes from. I'm not, I'm, I'm not that wealthy. But nevertheless, I digress. We need electricity down here. Get your ass in that coal mine, Kentucky fan. Do you understand me? Thank you. Thank you. Us down here in the civilized world, we need to power our electronics. We can't, we can't do that if you are sitting in your trailer listening to us on the voluntary reaction. Somebody has to man the coal mine. It's got to be you, Kentucky. It's not going to be Tennessee fans. Tennessee, I mean, we got, you know, families and um, things to do. We've got to go out to eat. We've got to um, go to our uh, real jobs, things like that. We need you, though. We depend on you to keep the coal mines running, and we need you in those coal mines. So please, just a few more minutes, Kentucky fan, and then you have to get back in the coal mine. Joshy Boy is next. What's up, Joshy Boy? Russell Bear, Davey, I'm fucking pissed. Are you pissed? Yeah. I was at the game with my friend Artemis, and we just fucked ourselves. Kentucky, they deserved to win that game. They did. They, they came into our house, walked up to our refrigerator, opened that thing up, Got the bread out. They got our good bread. They got the Pepperidge Farm bread, the bread that's bagged twice. Made a sandwich, threw the cheese wrapper on the floor, and walked out the door. Russ, uh, Davey Baird, do you think the Vols get back on track Tuesday and win at Mississippi State? I, I don't even know what the, the schedule is. We're going to Starkville this week? Yeah. <sighs> I feel pretty good about it. I mean, it's it's one of those. It's just like Kentucky. You get a you lose to a bad team, it kind of re-energizes you. And so I think they'll come out there and they'll be locked in defensively. Uh, I doubt Mississippi State gets over fifty points, and you're gonna you're gonna shoot better than three of twenty one from thirty. Davy, uh, Davy and Bear, what do you guys think costed Tennessee the game today against Kentucky? Uh, just missing easy stuff. I, it was. It really did boil down to, I mean, you had wide open layups and you just weren't able to finish. If you're able to take care of those moments, you're fine. Uh, I, I just, I, it wasn't a good offensive performance for us. And I know Barnes always wants to talk about defense, defense, defense. But, I mean, if they're they're getting 22 points from the free throw line, you're you're doing a, a solid job at least in holding them. I'm not going to blame the refs. They didn't have a good game, but that's not the reason Tennessee lost this one. So. It's just if you if, if you make those simple shots, like some other things are going to fall your way later on in the in the second half, and you just didn't take advantage. Guys, how does how does a Tennessee team lose to an unranked Kentucky team today? I know why they lost. It was because Kentucky had nothing to lose today. They they were not going to lose three straight games. My. My friend even said, said that. They were more fired up to play today than us. Oh, they were much more fired up. I mean, they were the aggressor. Um, you know, once they settled in and withstood Tennessee's first punch, we took our foot off the, the gas just a little bit, experienced a little bit of relief, and then they were able to, to gain confidence. And, uh, you know, Tennessee 
uh, did not play well down the stretch. Very disappointing. Anything else, Joshy boy? Yeah, Russ. Do you think do you do you bear Davey? Do you guys think this loss will affect Tennessee once the selection show starts against Kentucky? I mean, it's yeah. definitely not going to help you. I, I think it, it it's too early to say. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's one of those losses where they're not great in the net. It's not. It's going to be a, a rough loss for you. Well. Let me just say this. Tennessee definitely won't get a one seed now. The only way they would get it is if they would have one or two more losses in the SEC and win the SEC tournament. Guys, go balls. The season is not over yet. Have a good day. Thank you, Joshy boy. Appreciate you jumping in here this afternoon slash evening. Um Keep things rolling here. Tennessee falls at home to Kentucky tonight. Back at it against Mississippi State. Is that what I'm hearing? That is correct. Can we just play them? Like we did. We beat them <laughs> by like 24 too. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a good thing we get a, a good dose of that Mississippi State rivalry. I mean, that's what people want to see, you know. I always said to myself, I want to see Tennessee and, and uh, Mississippi State playing. Let's get uh, Justin in here next. What's up, Justin? What's going on, guys? Not much, man. How you doing? Well, I, you know, just got done watching this this this, this Rick Barnes special. For we're, us. we're in uh, mid-March form already, Justin. Oh, hey, I mean, you know, remember last year when y'all would, would give me hell? I mean, hell, Terry Fair ripped me on live on the air for saying this guy's a choker. I mean. He choked again when the lights were on bright in the big game. Yeah. That's what he does. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a hard time putting this one on Barnes. I don't know that there's any adjustments I necessarily would have made. You know, we missed a bunch of really easy layups. We held them to 63 points, 35% shooting. I mean, the defense was perfectly adequate to win. We miss a bunch of layups, go three of 21 from the field, and get out-rebounded by 20. I mean, those are just hustle plays to me. You know, one adjustment he could have made Russ. He could What's have that? choked Pat Adams the fuck out of the <laughs> That's his adjustment. He, he, he's soft on these referees. He's soft. I mean, keep trotting like that guy out there. Just, just I mean, he, he don't raise hell enough. Calipari's over there ready to jump out of his skin working them all game, and it, it, and it worked for him. Mm. Barnes, he said, I mean, he just sits on his ass, does nothing with him until it's too late. Until it's too late. Uh, gentlemen, so, Bear Davey, is it fair, any fair criticism of Rick Barnes today? I mean, your team wasn't playing in a position where you should have gotten a technical. I mean, you could argue some of the substitutions, but I mean, you, you definitely weren't in a spot where it's like, I want to put that team on the line. No, I mean that. Like I said, Pat Adams. I mean, God. I mean, how does that fucker keep getting jobs? I mean, they they said he's like the twentieth or like top twenty referee in the country. How he sucks. He sucks. And 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 hey guys, look, you talking about going up the ref? It, the same shit's gonna happen when we go up there in a couple of weeks. Y'all know that, and I know that. Well, I think that we will have a better effort against them the next time out. Now, the trouble is you're going on the road, so it's going to be eight on five. And 
they're going to have their crowd behind it and all, all that stuff. But I'm not penciling that game into the lost column, not at all. Well, I mean, there's uh, in addition to that, I mean, this game might not just turn it around for them. I mean, it remains to be seen. Like they had a big win when they beat Michigan and then they floundered after that. So I'm, I'm not here to say that, yeah, they've definitely figured out what's been wrong and who knows, severe Wheeler comes back and they actually have to revamp their entire lineup. That could be a thing, but I mean, Wheeler's one of the more overhyped players I think there is in the country. So we'll see <laughs> okay, what happens. Overhyped. And we went in there and just let them, and we let them steal our lunch money today. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, first of all, I love ZZ, but he shouldn't have, he should have been on the court in the second half. He couldn't hit, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat today. Who the hell's going to run point, Justin? I mean, I'm getting one of the cheerleaders at this point. I mean, good Lord. I mean, he, that, they all, I mean, that looked awful. I mean, when you're, when your Rose is your best player on the court today, there's, there's, there's problems. They should have just put Joe at point, uh, like a run a point forward type situation today. Yeah, this was just, I mean, you have to worry about, atrocious. you have to worry about Case and Wallace scoring. So it's not no. like, I mean, he wasn't going to, I think he ended with zero points. So if, if defense is what you're worried about at the point guard position, if they're guarding Case and Wallace, you didn't really have to worry today. It's just all time bad. Just it's ruined my weekends. Now we have to hear from these fuckstick Kentucky fans. I mean, we we had a chance to bury them assholes today, bury them, pour the dirt on them, and to quote Denny Green, we let them off the damn hook. Let them off the hook. Yeah, yeah. it's all right, but, Justin. We're we're gonna bounce back. We're gonna bounce back. We're gonna take uh take down, go down to the hump. Mississippi State, whoever's coaching them these days, take out our frustrations on them. I can't wait to hear Phil's call on Monday. <laughs> you know Phil's going Phil, to – Phil's really going to let, let the chopper spray. Oh, man. <laughs> he is. Have you heard from him today, Baird? No. No. He's uh, – anymore, he's, he's so fucking negative about everything, man. I just How, how drunk is he right now? I mean, he's so negative. We it's getting to the point where we should ship him to Lexington. That's about how fucking diluted his takes are. How, how drunk is he right now? You reckon? I I don't know. I can give him. I'll I'll DM you his number if you want to call him and ask him, Justin. <laughs> send, send me his number. It, it's fucking Phil, Justin. I would say he's probably about thirteen beers deep. <laughs> and puffing Rick Barnes. I mean, what you know any. What do you? How do you think Phil's handling today? <laughs> Not good, probably. So, I, I, at least we'll get a good rant from him and a song, song from Zion this week. So, oh my gosh, but guys, I'll let other guys get in here. I'll holler at y'all later on. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it, my man. Tough scene. Tough scene throughout Big Orange Country as uh, the Volunteers drop one tonight. I'm tempted to let one of these Kentucky people on. Should I do it? Hell no. It was fucking mouth breathing. They didn't want to talk after we fucking beat that ass in, in football. They damn sure didn't want to talk to us last year when we when we uh ripped him uh we ripped him new asshole. One of them uh said, let me speak on Twitter. I told him to say please. If if you would say please, the magic word, I would uh I would be inclined to let him on. But I guess Kentucky fans were you know, not a lot of Kentucky fans raised in nice, solid two-point, uh, two-parent households with the benefit of 
biblical values being installed so and instilled so it's sad it's sad the magic word not in their vocabulary a, 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 a tip for me if, if they just want to sit in here and listen to our tears it's fine it, you know when they request and they start doing that bullshit with the waving and all that uh, i'll get you escorted out of the room i agree what's up tristar oh not much i'm sitting there thinking that my one-year-old sitting here screaming her head off could probably make some of those layups oh man yeah that was brutal <sighs> how uh, what what is that? I mean, is it just that? that that's my one year old. Lack of concentration, or I mean, to me, it's kind of of choke because I don't think I that mean, they were overlooking this man. I think that the it's one thing if the moment is too big for Mayshack or even Tyree Key, you know, it's his first big time right. game like this. And, and, but Triple J and Ziegler. Right, that's a bad I mean, sign we, if those guys are missing those kinds of plays. And, and, and that's the thing, yeah. Don't don't let those knuckle dragon, uh, cousin kissing mouth breathers up here. You know, you go up to Eastern Kentucky and there ain't nothing up there but a bunch of meth labs and a bunch of people. I guarantee their family trees are probably a bunch of stumps. And I mean, we can't. We got civilized people down here in Tennessee. I mean, we we, we don't practice that foolishness. But it's fine. I mean, yeah, we have one back game. Let's learn from it. I keep having to tell my one-year-old about how I didn't play good. But anyways, yes, I'll say this before I go, is that we got we got to start making those easy shots. If we don't make them, we ain't going to do a damn thing. <coughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got to do the easy stuff, man. It's like, okay, you go three for 21 from three-point range. That happens sometimes, but that's the thing is man we were just killing you know Uroge has a big game we're just killing them points in the paint and hey, uh, uh, when when that starts when we then we start this, missing the easy ones this fifth quarter kentucky guy he, he keeps waving like putting his hand up listen hey knuckle dragger listen we we don't sleep with our sisters up here you know we and we have teeth yeah yeah you know your your, your family tree is a stump i mean I, I just don't know about you. Why do you choose blue anyways? Oh, yeah, look at all these Kentucky people in here laughing. They're all in here laughing. But, yeah, they don't want to come in here and say a damn word because they know that they would get absolutely owned. That's fine. We're coming up. Hey, when do we play at Rep Arena? I don't know, TriStar. February 18th. <laughs> oh, man. But. Appreciate you, my dude. Have a good one. One of the things I, I was really curious about, and I don't know if it has to do with the, the shoulder, but Vescovy from the free throw line this year, like, I mean, he's sitting below 75%, and that missed front end of the one and one was, I mean, absolutely a killer. So, oh, it's brutal. I mean, that, like, it was 58 to 50 at that point, and it was very much feeling game over. I mean, that was a lifeline. And like you, yeah. When when he missed that, that and, and then we still were able to to claw back in and make it a four point game. It's just you know the best really- went in for that that layup and we were down. Was it down four with nineteen seconds? Was it down four or down down three with nineteen seconds left? And he missed it. Ah, fucking hate Kentucky. 
Right? Instead of being in here trying to get in here and 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 and, and strut Kentucky Fist, why don't you go down to the, the damn Dollar General and buy a bar of soap and washcloth? That stupid ass coal miner showed up covered in fucking coal dust in a damn Kentucky practice. Is this uh, is this karma for tempting the wrath of the whatever? All you Tennessee fans, all you Vol fans, and listen, man, I'll you know, I'll just tell you what I think. All you Tennessee fans who spent all week listening to the uh, Kentucky show up there with um, the, the guy who sounds like his, they, he rubs a cheese grater on his throat before he goes on the air every day. All you guys have been hate listening them. Just saying. Just saying. Let's see. I got, where did Emmett go? Emmett, get in here, Emmett. And then Frank, what's up, Emmett? What's going on, man? Trying to recover from that damn game. We drank from the keg of despair, Emmett. It happens. It happens from time to time. All right, I'm going to get on here and talk a little bit. Then I'm getting the hell off of Twitter because I talk too much shit to (laughs) lose this game. (laughs) But I have really one question. Do you think this game is any different if we have Kennedy? Oh, if we have an NBA point guard instead of a banged up Ziegler? Yeah, I think it's a little bit different. Not trying to be a smart ass, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, <laughs> Tennessee might very well be undefeated and uh, run away number one team in the country right now if Kennedy Chandler were still on the roster. Now, that's what I was trying to tell a couple of my friends. I think we should have given him the NIL type of deal is that we give some of our football players because if we have him, I think it wouldn't have mattered. No, it wouldn't have made a difference. He wanted to go. He was going to the NBA. He also became the highest paid second round pick in NBA history. Oh shit. Okay. He's playing with John Morant. I mean, it's like a mentor. That was a perfect situation for him. I can't believe, are we really talking about Kennedy Chandler? Come on, man. After seeing Ziegler, man, I just and we don't have a backup point guard. I didn't, well, let me let me ask you, hey, Davey, what what would the difference be? Because he was a second round pick, and okay, he's the highest paid second round pick. He's bouncing between the G League and everything. If he had come back and dominated this year and worked his way into uh, borderline lottery status, but certainly a first round pick, how much more money net would he have stood to make make uh, ballpark? Oh, several million there. But again, the, the biggest thing with him is, I mean, he's technically, he's not even six feet tall. He, 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 he made the right move to go ahead and go. When you just look at what he can project as how his age. And again, with the NBA, it's not so much about production as it is traits. And with his traits, I think he probably put enough on tape to where that was his best opportunity to go ahead and make the move. Hey, I was going to say that, and then one more thing. Um, do you think we're going to find a player that can really just take over the game? Because I thought it was Vescovi coming into it, but he, he just looked off t- tonight, and I was, I don't know what to say, really. I, I still can't believe we lost. I don't know, Emmett. Appreciate the call, my man. Thank you for jumping in. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Uh, don't let this define your day, ladies and gentlemen. As far as a go-to guy, like I talked about earlier, I don't know if we have one. Maybe it's got to be Triple J if he can continue to stay healthy. Like, I, I think that he's probably still knocking the rust off. 
at this point because he's missed so much time. Vescovy has never struck me as a go-to guy. Like he's a great shooter and a great defensive player, but he's an in-the-flow guy. You get him some open looks. He creates for other people, that kind of thing. He's a terrific player, but as far as like, we got to have a bucket down two, got to have it, give it to this guy, clear out, get out of the way. I don't know if we have one of those guys on this team, which, you know, obviously as to get back to his point would have been Kennedy Chandler like that. That definitely would have been his role uh, this year, but I don't know if we had it right now. And the other that. thing that comes out of today is the revelation that Ziegler's dealing with a knee injury and he looked uncomfortable, man. I, I'm going to, Assume that that's having an impact. It sounds like he's getting a lot of treatment for that. Um, and that is a major problem if, as the uh, Holly Rose said today, they're going to have to be monitoring that for the rest of the season. That doesn't sound good. That's That could be problematic for sure. Frank is next. What's up, Frank? Hey, everybody. Um, I thought I would be much more heartbroken today, but I'm going to tell you why I'm not. And I agree with you that I don't think this loss, you can put it on Barnes. I mean, he probably will take a little bit of the blame. He's the coach. But I'm not upset or surprised that Kentucky won because that's the way this rivalry is built. It was built exactly for, and I'm not saying Tennessee didn't need to play better, but it's not shocking that the Cats came into Thompson Bowling and ripped it. And, but at the same time, I will not be surprised if up in Rupp, we shred the Cats. You know that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say we win up there. I mean, it's hard to predict a win on the road there, but I definitely think that I don't think they're going to run us out of the gym like they did last time. I think that's going to be a dogfight for sure. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. But also, I did think that we were going to steal this one today. It just it just didn't happen. But I also said win or lose, Chris Lofton is the number one class act ever. Um, I was happy to see he was so humbled when they interviewed him. And I cried a little bit when I saw the jersey up there, number five. Um, and then on a happy note, maybe I think it's kind of creepy, but what did you think about Holly Rowe getting pawed by freaking Coach Cal Creep reaching out his hands and grabbing both her shoulders? If I was too busy actually watching him melt down while doing that, and I forgot to look at Holly Rowe's, I'm sure, look of horror on her face, what was that all about? I don't know. Maybe she liked it. Well, maybe, but I'm like thinking I'd be a little bit creeped out. And I might, you know, she, she's probably a good sport about it, but I thought that was way creepy. And if I were coach Cal, I would apologize for that. Did, that didn't did, look hey, right did, to me. Frank, did you feel the same way when Bruce Pearl did it to Aaron Andrews in 2008 at Memphis? <laughs> God, that's shooter shooter shoot. Said, maybe uh, I I agree. It it wasn't a good look then. It wasn't a good look today. Maybe a friendly email to all the league coaches in football and basketball from Commissioner Sankey. Hey guys, I can't believe I have to say this, but here we are. Please do not put your hands on the female sideline reporters. Thank you. My God, we've evolved to this. And you know what? But I was thinking too, just just for extra. Uh, 
extra bag of cash, find them like 40 grand. Well, make that a findable offense. Hell, Cal's got that in his couch cushion. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, but I also agree with something I heard here. It, it's, it's not the end of the season, and it, it's going to suck that we're not number five anymore. But it, other than that, it's, it's not going to make that much difference. I mean, we just need to roll up to March, get hot at the right time. I mean, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tournament sport. I'd rather take the devastating L today than in March. But it's frustrating because I don't think us Tennessee fans are expecting a whole heck of a lot of March. So this is kind of what we live for is the regular season. And it sucks to take devastating L's during the regular season as well. But uh, the sacred quest continues. The dream lives on. The cause endures. We'll see, Frank. It should be fun. Thank you, my man. Have a great evening. Thanks, guys. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Look on the bright side. If things continue, like, not, not for us, but Kentucky goes back to playing like they were beforehand. Because I don't think this is just a – Hey, they've turned the corner. They've they've figured everything out now. I, I think they had a lot of lucky things go their way. Um, I mean, yeah, they played good, but it's one of those things where if we don't kill ourselves, we win this game. And then at the end of the day, they're back to bitching about how they don't have the money to pay Cal for him to leave because he ain't going to Texas and putting forty leaving forty six million on the table. Dr. Ball, what do you got? Well, guys, push-ups and layups. Can't wait to be disappointed with pop-ups in baseball season. I, I, I'm second time I've seen my team lose the Super Bowl, though. So, congrats to Kentucky fans. <laughs> Two, twice, twice now. Unfortunate. Yeah, Titans one yard short. Now this, Rush. You t- you talked about it all week, man. It's just it's Tennessee shit the bed. You like, we kept tempting the whatever you say. Uh, the wrapped hive, whatever, but we did this with South Carolina football, and now this. It's you could kind of see it, especially after what ZZ's third miss layup. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it, it it was frustrating, and I don't know. Is is there a lesson to be learned here? I you know never want to blame the fans about you caused a loss or anything like that, but I do think there is something to be said for. You know, go back to that South Carolina game, and everybody is expecting the win. It's a coronation. It's not like, are we going to win or lose? It's, can we destroy them? Can we swallow their soul? You know, can it be a 50-point beat down on the road? Same thing this week. It's like nobody's talking about whether or not the game Tennessee is going to win. It's, can they humiliate and destroy Kentucky? And you go into that if you have that mindset as a fan base these players see that on twitter they feel it when they're out there walking around on campus and everything and listen i'm not telling you not to be confident as a fan you fan however you want to fan but i do think that the players feel that vibe of overconfidence from the fan base at times yeah yeah and you could see it play out but guys i'm i'm uh, up here close to the kentucky border and uh, it just it sucks man having to see these people with no teeth smiling grinning at us knowing they won but uh i'll say this it's awfully cold for march you have a good day guys thank you dr ball see what you did there can't say that i like it but i see what you did let's go out to fresno get christopher gabriel in here with us cg what's up my friend russ bear 
Davey, gentlemen, uh, good afternoon to you. Um, I wish it was a better afternoon. I, a lot of the things that I've heard the three of you say, all of the things that I've heard the three of you say, I, I agree with all of it. I'll just bounce around here a couple of different things. In fact, I'll dovetail off of what you just talked about with the crowd. You know, the crowd's not going to win a game, but our 21,000-plus fans in there seem to feed off the lack of intensity, focused, uh, focus, and passion that the team was giving. And we're, uh, that's one thing that I blame the crowd for. The crowd has to find a way to lift the guys up. Again, they're not going to win the game, but this was 21,000 fans sitting in the seats. Uh, I didn't expect this game to go this way, but um, a couple of things. I, you know, I'm, I've said on your show uh, many times, I'm a Barnes supporter, but if there's one thing about Rick Barnes that that is constantly a frustration for me, his rotation. We were up 8 nothing, and you may have already said this, so forgive me if I'm uh, speaking and saying the same thing again. We were up 8 nothing, and we are ready to throw an early knockout punch. We've got them reeling. Calipari at halftime talked about, well, we just missed a couple of shots. Well, we had them reeling, and then we get a wholesale substitution. And really, quite frankly, the game was never the same. Obviously, there's 35 more minutes to play, but it really he took us out of our rhythm, and he does that a lot. That bothers me. Another thing that was really frustrating to see is this team, when you look at season stats, this Tennessee team does not get out-rebounded. We got out-rebounded 43-23 and just got devastated with second-chance points from Kentucky. They played, meaning Kentucky, they played with more urgency. They played with more passion. They played with more toughness. And we just sort of sailed through the game. Having said all that, it's one game. Teams lose games, and that's that. But, Russ, you said something a little while ago I could not agree with more. We don't really have that go-to guy. Vescovy is a great shooter, but yeah, I agree with you. He's not the go-to guy. Triple J is a is a solid player. He does uh, he does look like he's still getting the rust off. I was joking with somebody in a text message earlier saying, I, I can't remember. I mean, obviously this isn't true, but it was embellishing. I can't remember the last time Triple J made a shot. Uh, the layups are inexcusable. I I don't. The guard play was absolutely horrendous today. I guess my concern with this team, Russ, my concern is that. They have a tremendous amount of talent. They're fantastic defensively. They basically played a decent game defensively. But offensively, today, this was the Tennessee team that is the one and done in March. Thursday, Friday, and we're going home on the bus. So if we can't, and man, it just seems like I, I've been saying this on your program on Fox Sports Knoxville for, for years now. If we can't find somebody who can be that go-to guy to get us out of a bind, uh, we are easy to defend. It's easy to pack that defense in and just see if, you know, somebody down low can uh, can beat them. But uh, by and large, just, you know, Kentucky deserved this game. It sickens me to say it, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, I kind of noticed the same thing about the early subs there, CG. And I th Barnes put those subs in. He brought three guys in off the bench before the first TV timeout. And yeah. I don't know. I've, I've got mixed feelings on it because on the one hand, you know, I, I look at Ziegler and Triple J as starters. So I don't look at it like, you know, we're bringing in lesser players. But I think there is something to be said for we're kicking their ass at that time. You know, we have to bring in subs eventually, but why not just wait till that TV timeout and ride that wave of momentum for as long as you can? 100%, Russ. It's very well said. I, I, you know, it reminds me of when you watch a coach, really any coach, uh, where he's upset with his 
starting five. So you'll see him do a wholesale, bringing in five off the bench, and maybe a couple of guys are generally starter level, but he'll bring in a whole five, and then they go on a 13 or 15-point run. You're going to leave those guys in. You're going to get every last ounce of juice out of them until it seems like maybe that 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 uh, that they've hit their arc and they're on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why he didn't wait till the TV timeout. Uh, you know who he brought in. No, no argument with the players he brought in. It was the timing, and he disrupted everything. And uh, I, I said this to someone in a text earlier, and maybe this seems a little excessive. But by and large, when you look at the, the totality, the entirety of this game, overall, the energy level, the, the effort was about on par, not quite as bad, but about on par for me with the Colorado game. Obviously, Kentucky is a far more talented team, and we saw that today. We knew, we knew that we weren't going to see the Kentucky team that lost to South Carolina. But the overall effort, Russ, that was what concerned me. And, and that's where I wonder, who is the guy – on Tennessee, and we can look at three or four, but who's the guy that when when we call a timeout gets in there and tells Barnes in a in a, a respectful way to shut up? He's got some things to say, and basically tells all of his 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 teammates enough of this bleep 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 bleep. Let's go out there and you know an expletive expletive and so on. I I want to know who that guy is because whoever that guy is on this team, he did not show up today. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, again, I don't know that we know who that guy is. Scary thought is I don't know if that guy is on the team. But, they're not. Uh, you, they're not. It's well, we got to try simple. to identify somebody. I mean, you can't just say there's not. I mean, as as a team, like we've got a that's something that probably should have been identified by now. But but it's a it's a game by game basis. I yeah, mean, we we've seen that, and today we know who it was. And I, I we talked about it early on. They kind of got away from there late. I know we did miss one but it's it was euros today i mean there's been days where it's been james it's been key it's been scoby it's been ziegler it just and we just didn't stick with it in the post and like that's the thing too i mean christopher you talked about the guard play just wasn't there today and bad guard play i mean that's what gets you beat in march and it just goes back to the point of this is what we think if, if this happens in march we know we're going home boy you're right davy uh you're absolutely right and you know, you look at teams over the years, and boy, I'm not breaking news here, but I mean, what Davey said cannot be overstated, that you look at the teams that have done well in March and uh, in, in cases win it all, whether it was Baylor, whether it was Gonzaga getting deep, UCLA a couple of years ago, uh, too many years, Duke and North Carolina, they always have superlative guard play in March, as Davey said, and we can't have guards that take a day off. We've got excellent guards but the, uh, an effort like we saw today, fellas, and I'll close with this because I know you have a lot of folks that want to get on. Uh, the, the effort that we saw today, the lack of consistency, uh, the lack of guys penetrating and kicking it out, um, not being able to hit uh, knock down open looks, that just if that's what's going to happen when we come into March, we're going to be seeing a Delaware or an Illinois state uh, or a St. Mary's taking us out. Fellas, I always appreciate it. Uh, Davey, I haven't talked to you in a while. Happy New Year to, New Year to you, uh, my friend. Thank you, Chris. Likewise, you should have led with the St. Peter's. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Thanks, CG. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, what did, what did I miss about the St. Peter's? I'm sorry, I was. Oh, he was he was naming the schools like Illinois State and those types, and I I made the joke of or St. Peter's. Poor St. Peter's. All right.
couple more of these, and then I've got a youth basketball game to uh, get to. So maybe I'll pick up the W there. I'll keep you all posted. Greg is next. What's up, Greg? It was a tough one today, wasn't it? It was not fun. Did not have a good time at Thompson Bowling. You know who I feel the sorriest for? Chris Lofton. Yeah. I was just thinking of that. I like, like I mean, that it's where he's got to live. It's where he's got to go back home to. That's, but you know, I also think that that adds a little bit of pressure for the guys because you make those layups. You know what I'm saying? Like you make them. Man, I was talking to some of the old heads around town this week, and everybody's just talking about how they didn't like Tennessee being a huge favorite in this. They liked all you, you know. You always have your success against Kentucky when you're playing with that chip on your shoulder, and here we are for the, you know, not the first time, but um, certainly the biggest favorite I think we've ever been over them at home, and didn't seem to handle it very well. This team, that's something, too. I mean, we saw it with baseball last year, and even football this past season. You got to learn how to play from ahead. You got to learn how to be the hunted. It's different when you're expected to win. That's a different kind of pressure. And we've been underdogs in all these sports for so long. All these teams, all these coaches, all these players going to have to learn how to play when you're not only expected to win, but expected to dominate. I agree. I don't. I don't. I don't think it was Barnes either. Um, I I think the shots didn't fall. A lot of pressure on your shoulders. You know, just didn't make it. Didn't make it happen. And on a day that I guess most of us really wanted it to happen. You know, I mean, yeah, beating Kentucky's good anytime, but today would have meant just a little bit more. Yeah, with the way everything had been going in, I I, I get it, guys. And I, I know we're upset. This is one, though, I, I wouldn't dwell on too long. I, I think at the end of the day, I think this is going to be a good wake-up call for the team because this was outside of the Colorado game because I, I thought we played well in the Arizona game and just lost. Um, and, and we've we've hashed that out. But today, you just didn't play well. And so this was the first time you didn't play well um, since really the Colorado game. And so with, with that being the case, I just I, I'm not too down on the team right now. Obviously, we did see where those struggles resulted from and what's going to happen if they don't fix those issues. But it, but I don't see a shooting below 15 percent again for a while where it's like we talked about it after the Mississippi State game and you shot 69 percent from the field and over 50 from three. Like some nights you're going to have great night shooting and then others you're just going to have what we saw tonight or earlier this afternoon. So that's that's where I, I sit with it. So I, I would say don't get beat up over this one loss. And it, it just sucks going back to the Chris Lofton thing. So with that being the case, that's, I mean, that's my best piece of advice right now for all fans out there that are hurting after this one. Yeah, and, and, and it does hurt. but But it hurts more for Lofton. Well, I guess it hurts me and, you know, I guess all of all nation for Lofton. But but at the same time, it's like it's been said before, it's not the end. We still got a long way to go. And it's pretty cold right now. 
it'll get a whole lot warmer in March. Yeah, not to not to pile on because uh, I know it was a rough day for him, but I'm going to do just that and pile on. I think they should have made Zakai Ziegler wear a different number in the second half. He didn't deserve to wear the five. I do too. I agree with that 100%. Ouch. Ouch. 100%. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you, my friend. Have a great rest of your afternoon. We'll keep things rolling here on the post game. And Connor is up next. We can connect with him. What's up, Connor? Connor, turn your mic on there, dude. Hey, you got me? Got you, man. Go ahead. All right, good deal. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, tough loss, like everybody said. Um, the biggest thing to me, I'm not, not going to rail on him by any means. Um, but what, what, um, always kind of boggles my mind about this team, this core group has literally been the winningest team in, uh, in the, in the conference for the past few years. But they're just so prone to having one or two games like this every season. And I know that's college basketball. You know, guys don't hit shots on nights. But it just seems like it goes to the extreme with this kind of core roster makeup we've had. Um, and like I said, not saying that to harp on them because they're literally the winningest team in the conference during their time. It just always kind of um, kind of shocks me to see whenever it whenever it does pop up and happen. But, um, but anyways, I – one thing that was positive for me tonight and I think goes to show the strength that we have as a team is you pretty much get 20 points out of Plovzic. And, you know, obviously you can't expect that, you know, every night or anything. But I feel like every game we usually have at least one or two people capable of showing up like that. And that's the thing that gives me confidence in this team long term. I'm with you. It's – it's just weird because, yeah, you, I mean, typically you, you know who that go to guy is, and we've harped on it. We just, it's a game by game basis. And yeah. I don't know. I, I guess if I had to say, though, like, but, but it's one of those things, too, where it's like tonight, Plazic was able to get his own shot. They weren't going to come in and double, and he was one on one against the reigning national player of the year, and he worked him. Um, yeah. And, and like that, that's incredible to see. And it sucks that that wins or that, that win for Plazic, at least in that regard, is not going to, result in a win for us as a team but the biggest thing is who can just take their guy off the dribble and get that shot when you need it and that's where a lot of the concern I think comes from from what I've been hearing and I mean there's there's definitely some truth to it so is it Ziegler I mean he can at least create some opportunities for people I know I was just really hard on him I know he had seven assists tonight but it was just some of the turnovers some of the times on which and I think Kentucky's links just really gave him a problem so I, yeah. I think really the only option as far as like creating it off the dribbles, probably triple J or Kamwa, I would say. And it's just, that's if you yeah. get a one-on-one and you can just get Kamwa up at the top of the post, but, or at the top of the key, I, I just, it's, it's a hard question. And it's one that if, if there is that guy, we haven't seen it yet and we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, appreciate you taking my call guys. Thank you, Connor. Rough day, Davey. Rough day. Yeah, I'm battling a sinus infection too, so I'm just gonna go ahead and put my own problems out there. Um, so, but I don't know. We'll, uh, Russell. Any, any other thoughts for us there? No, I, I felt pretty good about. I parlayed the Vols and Arkansas, who were three point favorites, together at about plus two sixty, and was feeling pretty good about that, but. 
Still waiting on my first parlay of the year to hit. James is next. What's up, James? Turn your mic on, James. A few comments here, Russell. Sorry there. You're good. One is the barn slander needs to stop right now. I've heard about enough of that for one day. Uh, it's January. What we saw today, Kentucky played good defense, shot great from the line, and our guards didn't appear to have their legs underneath them. And that's just kind of how the game played out. We didn't hit our layups. I don't like this barn slander, sky is falling, woe is me, vol mentality. And that's about all I got to say. Just needed to let that out. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. I, I, guys, I don't detect a ton of – I mean, it sucks. Like, Tennessee lost a game, A, you expected to win, against B, a heated rival. And so, yeah, I mean, I think people are in their feelings. It, it sucks and everything. I don't detect a skies falling mentality. I don't feel that way. I still just feel like there's a lot of basketball left to be played. Some opportunity for some big wins down the stretch here. Probably going to lose a couple more games, too. And uh, I guess the thing that, that hurts, Davey, is we were starting to have the conversation about being a one seed. And this is a devastating loss if you're trying to get in that conversation. Yeah, definitely set you back there. But, I mean, if you kind of look at the upcoming schedule, opportunities to get right, uh, you can definitely continue to win some big games against some quad one opponents and, and help out with that. And as we all know, it, it'll come down to the SEC tournament for uh, how some of that stuff will shake out. I just – I guess, and I, I don't want to be in this camp, but, I mean, if you're kind of wanting to help your status with that and getting the one seed, you kind of need Kentucky to play well moving forward. So I'll let uh, people make up their own mind on, on what they want there. I, I mean, I, I wonder how, what the thoughts and feelings of the Kentucky fans are today. I mean, on the one hand, yeah, it's gotta be great to, to beat your rival on the road and all that stuff. But on the other hand, it's like, damn, this is the team they should have had all along. They've got talented, they've got a really talented roster and they just haven't been playing hard. And that's inexcusable at this level, particularly for that program. And, I mean, we missed some layups today and all that stuff, but I just think Kentucky played so much better than they did. I've been watching most of their SEC games, and they just looked lackadaisical, disinterested, and they were getting after it today the entire time. So, Yeah, the, the, the effort wasn't a question for them, that's, that's for sure. All right, I'm going to get Ross in here. What's up, Ross? Turn your mic on, buddy. Hey, gentlemen. Hey. All right. Well, I am here to try and increase the positivity a little bit or attempt it. And I want to start that out by saying, when is the last time that John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats uh, had more wins against Rick Barnes than losses. Well, I mean, I don't think they do. They don't. 
They do not. The best that they've done is gone 500 with us. So all the Kentucky fans that are in here that are listening to this voluntary reaction and thinking that they're going to get some, you know, self-mastication or something out of this. Um, I have news. thing is, the real reason that you're here, Kentucky fans, let's be honest, the reason that you're sitting in this chat listening to this, uh, listening to this reaction is because you know that you're not going to win another basketball game against us. You are not going to win against us in baseball. You might be lucky to survive at the very least and not get completely annihilated. And you are not, by any stretch of the imagination, going to beat us in football. And so you know that by the end of this, the end of this year, this is your one chance, the one time you get to come up into our house and actually be able to see something. Because the last time that you were able to do that was when we went to Rupp Arena last year and then we commenced obliterating you in every single sport from there on out. And so I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, they didn't, hey, they didn't even make the trip, Ross. There weren't any Kentucky fans in there because they didn't believe. No. They want to fire their coach. They're out on the team. They hate everything about this season. So they weren't even there to witness their Super Bowl. Nope. Probably just checked Twitter and went, oh, my God, we won the game. Let's go talk shit on this random chat. <laughs> and uh, here they are. One other thing I would really – really like to see just at some point before before we miss the opportunity it is not you know Vescovy going for 30 against a top five opponent it is not Zakai Ziegler getting a dunk which would be great but you know it the one thing I really want to see is somebody somewhere attempt to just punch Oros Klopsic in the face so we can see what happens <laughs> because I just imagine him getting like, there's this pause for a second where he just has like the vision of his ancestors go through his mind. And then all of a sudden there's a shiv from God knows where. And all we can hear is Oros screaming in some Eastern European language that we've never heard. And there's like blood and guts everywhere and somebody getting, uh, destroyed on the floor and then him having to leave in a straight jacket i just want to see it just once i want to see it so bad wow wow that, that was quite the visual you painted there ross you know that's just that's i've been thinking about it for years it's been in my <laughs> mind <laughs> anyway um i won't ask how you guys are doing because i think we all know and i think that we've been asked about 30 times at this point um Thank you all for so uh, for everything that you do. I don't call in a lot every now and again, but I've been a listener of the drive since Terry Fair was stalking the hallowed halls of uh, what the Slam Dot Slam Dot Studios. Wow, you are a, a listener from way back in the day. Thanks, man. Yeah, I heard the Jimmy Cheek, uh, the Jimmy Cheek Goldfinger soundbite, and got a tear in my eye. But anyway, have an excellent day, everybody. Hang in there. We'll kill him and rub. Thanks, Peace Ross. Out. Appreciate you, my friend. Good stuff. Not going to get to uh, disappointed. Very disappointed. Don't get me wrong. 
but uh, you have to save some capacity for disappointment for March. That's we're Tennessee basketball fans. We we know this, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. I'm just just disappointed. Well, gentlemen, as I said. The dream lives on. The quest continues. It's not about today. It's about March. And we'll keep coming back year after year after year until we're old and gray. I'm already getting old and gray. But uh, the way I look at it, Bear, if I can yes, cut sir. down my soda and sweets consumption. Good luck with that. I think I can get another 50 years out of this body, another half a century, maybe a little bit more. I play my cards right, and uh, I like my odds. I like my odds to get to the Final Four. That is my goal as a Tennessee fan, is to see the Volunteers make the Final Four. I, unfortunately, do not. (laughs) I'm down. Uh, I started off with ten fingers. I've got nine and three quarters. Started off with two lungs. I'm down to one and a half. Well, the dream lives on. Russell, I would I would just say, I mean, I get no one lives forever, but with like advances in modern science and our high level of income, it's not crazy to think that we can't get to 245, maybe 300. Really? Like I was just reading in the newspaper, they put a pig in a heart of some guy from Russia. Do you know what that means? No, okay. I get, I, I the get way... It. The way technology is expanding exponentially, Davey, it's not crazy to think that they might be able to find a way to transport our consciousness into some sort of RoboCop-like contraption. And at that point, we can live forever. And um, maybe we'll be sitting here in our robot bodies 300 years from now wondering, is this the year? Is this the year? Tennessee's basketball cyborg team finally makes the final four. We can dream, right? We can dream. Dream lives on. Gentlemen, uh, give me a few parting thoughts here as we wrap up this voluntary reaction. Again, we'll be back this week after the Mississippi State game. And then it's at LSU, I believe, a week from today. That's a big one. And then two weeks from today, it's Texas at the arena. So, a lot of big games yet to come. Davey Hudson, parting thoughts. Again, extremely frustrating that Tennessee performed like this on a, a moment where you had college game day there. You were going into it to where after some other stuff, I mean, see if we could get back to the number one seed. I know that's not, not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, but it's always nice. I would just say for the Kentucky fans, like this, this is all they have, guys. Like this is it. Like, they suck dick in football. They're going to maybe score an average of 14 points a game next season, whereas we're looking at 45 to 50, somewhere in that realm. And so that's, like, this this is it for them. And they're going to still have a game here in a week or two where they go back to having that conversation of, do we need to let Cal walk? Do we need to shove him out the door? What's what's the deal there? And their NIL situation's terrible. Don't know if y'all read the Kyle Tucker piece in The Athletic. But things are bad for them. But for us, we've got a great team that can defensively lock down. And as long as we don't have this poor of a shooting performance, we're going to be just fine. 
So, again, keep your heads up. We'll be all right. We'll get back at it, and we'll be here after the Mississippi State game. Here, here. Onward. Bear, what do you got? I mean, disappointing day, but it's it's one game. Uh, this would be a whole lot worse if it were, say, March, and we were having this conversation, but it's not. So this one stinks. Uh, we'll get back after it and get ready to go against Mississippi State, and hopefully we'll go down and, uh, you know, rock the hump and come out of there with a win and get back on the right track. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we will be back with you again uh, next week. Voluntary reaction after every UT basketball game from here on out, right here on Twitter Spaces. Thank you all for being with us. And here's my parting thought for you. The lasting memory of this game. We will not remember much about this game at all. A year from now, we will not remember much at all about it. Five years from now, 10 years from now, it'll be a distant memory. Nobody will remember anything. Nobody will remember about Kentucky being bad, about us being a 10-point favorite, about anything like that. But you know what we will remember, ladies and gentlemen? Cal groping Holly Rowe. Thank you, Davey. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Was that now, really it? I was, was going oh. to say we will remember Chris Lofton because his number five, is in the rafters of Thompson Bowling Green, my favorite Tennessee basketball player of all time. Yes, there have been better players, several better players, many better players, some would say. But he is my absolute favorite, a class act. I wish we could have gotten the W for him, but I'm so happy that his jersey is up there forever, and we will see it every time we go into Thompson Bowling Arena now for the rest of our lives. So shout out to CeeLo. Again, thank you all for chiming in we'll be back with you after the next tennessee basketball game don't forget to tune in fan in fan run radio bright and early monday morning 7 a.m for three and out bear and i'll be with you from three to six in the afternoon on the drive for bear and davy i'm russell smith we love you all thanks for tuning in